who am I if I'm not this bikini business coach making mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars a month? Who am I if I'm not Vanessa Simpkins, woman's empowerment leader and running these masterminds and on stages and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck am I if I'm just sitting in my backyard with my chickens eating fucking cherries from my tree? Fuck everybody. <laughs> like, who am I? Seriously, who am I if I'm just one of these women who wants to sit around and have a kid? Yeah. That I judge, that I fucking judge so much. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Carve Your Own Fucking Path, the one and only podcast made to inspire you to create a life and business on your own terms. You'll hear candid interviews with people who have boldly decided to blaze their own trail and the occasional solo show with me, your host. I'm Willa McDonough, on-camera coach, storyteller, and remote video producer. Five years ago, I moved from my home base of San Francisco to the coast of Portugal, taking a big leap into the unknown. Some called it courageous, I called it carving my own fucking path. Today I live in Lisbon and run a business that elevates your online presence, helping you show up confidently on camera to create videos that showcase your brand and personality so you can get more visibility and attract clients by being yourself, doing what you love. If you're just starting out in business or you've been doing it for a while, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice and hopefully feel inspired by stories from people who have chosen the unconventional and sometimes messy path. And if you've been waiting for a sign to start carving your own fucking path, this is it. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome, Vanessa, to Carve Your Own Fucking Path. It's so great to be here with you. I have been consuming a lot of your content lately. You are, let's just say, successful financially and empowering other women to do the same. And so now you are on this somewhat of a new path. And I want you to take us back a little bit. Let me, let me just start over, actually. Sorry, I was thinking, let me just start over. I want you to tell your story, but I want to, you know, kind of preface it a bit of like what you've been doing and now that you're at this new juncture. I don't know if that's the right word, but okay. When you describe, instead of just saying uh, a women's empowerment coach, is that how you like to be positioned or what's usually the term that you use? Well, she's the founder of Take Your Power Back Now, you know, women's empowerment coaching consulting company. Okay. But, but... <laughs> You're like, whatever. Author. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Best-selling author, fucking crypto queen, bikini business coach. How many times? Do you know how many, like, identities I've had? Do you know that all of it's bullshit? Yep, it is. Totally. Like, it's totally bullshit. bullshit yourself to all these fucking stupid what's my tagline who gives a fuck <laughs> tagline who cares oh uh, yeah i'm just gonna let's just keep rolling because that's great you have had many titles let's just say that so let's just abandon those titles you're a human being on the planet and you <laughs> have had many iterations let's just say you've carved many paths so uh, take us back to a bit of your backstory how did you get to where you are now? Give us some highlights. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's a long journey. You know, I've been in, in business for over 14 years. That's over a decade long. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot happens in a year. So yeah. you know, let's talk about 14 years before I started being, uh, I don't know, a woman's empowerment, before I started coaching, before I started, you know, uh, teaching women about love and money. I've been really obsessed with, obsessed, like it's an obsession. Like I... I, I, I talk to people about love and money and you see right away all of the resistance, right? What, what, what they experienced before, what they want to protect themselves from in the future. You know, it's really interesting. Um, and I've been obsessed with like personal development all my life. Um, I grew up in a totally dysfunctional family. My mother was a hoarder. My father was an alcoholic artist, super creative, super dysfunctional. Hmm. So like, Ta-da! Life has given me like such a great um, opportunity for healing and growth. And so I, I got into healing, did a lot of work in, um, you know, energy healing, acupuncture, acupressure, um, went to energy medicine school. And then I, I started in the law of attraction, started selling mops and lint removers and 
went from being bankrupt to making $900 a day selling mops and lint removers. Like who does that, right? Wow, what is that? And I, I graduated from there. I started my, my coaching business, uh, teaching other women about the law of attraction and marketing and sales. And I wanted to be free and I wanted to live in Hawaii and I wanted to be a speaker and I want to earn a thousand dollars a week. And I did that and I got this job selling mops and lint removers and moved to Hawaii back in 2007. I wrote a book about it a little bit later. Um, and that's really how I started my business. And then, uh, you know, relationship wise, I was, I didn't know anything about narcissism codependency, but I was in a pretty toxic relationship and it ended violently one night in a hotel room. That was a major wake up moment for me for years. I was like, God, show me my purpose. You know, I'll surrender. I'll do it. And then, you know, nearly, nearly died in a, in a hotel room one night and escaped, you know, my ex-boyfriend was violent, but we were been drinking like crazy. So, I mean, Hey, let me, let me take responsibility for that part of the equation. Um, and when I got to the taxi, I was like, God, why is this happening to me? And then this like booming voice. So you can help women not fall into the same pattern. I was like, Oh hell no. You know, I do not want to talk about emotional abuse. I don't want to be poster child for any of that shit. Like I take it back, you know, let me just run around with my safe, from bankrupt to making $900 a day mop book. Like, let me just talk about money. Like, that's really safe shit, you know? Don't make me actually be vulnerable and open up and talk about my inadequacies and my failures and the real shit, you know? I don't talk about that. Um, so that book, I kind of sat on that for five years and it, it, it launched, you know, Take Your Power Back. Now the book became an international movement. It turned into a, you know... <sighs> Thousands of went around the world healing in my mastermind programs, $12 million in sales. I had a team of 30 people running, mm. you know, amazing people supporting this mission. Uh, I what, got married. Was this, know? sorry, the, the coaching, because you, you were a coach a long time ago. Coaching, I feel like it's the last five years has really, you know, come to the forefront. Were you ahead of your time? Well, I've coach? been coaching. I started in 2009. Okay. It seems a bit early, I guess. I mean, but... So I taught to coaches how to actually, like, make fucking money. Like, yeah. hey, let's let's get out of the whole idea of, like, I did my certification and I'm a healer now. And I want to help people to, like, where, what, is, what are your visibility blocks really about, sweetheart? Yeah. yeah. You know, let's, let's strap your tits on and do the real fucking inner work so mm -hmm. you can actually, like, help people because... You know, no one's going to take you seriously until they, they invest in themselves, right? So I really I cornered, um, you know, helping women. I had a, a, this 10K and 30-day program, which is no longer active. But, it, you know, I had thousands of people that came through that mastermind program. Thousands of women, which mm. is really hard to, like, you know, say, well, I don't want to do that anymore now. Yeah. Well, something else. But... You so, know, thousands of women learning about taking their power back now, how we give our power away to all kinds of things, the ego, you know, separation. Um, more recently, I've talking about, you know, our wounded inner child, like trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you got into coaching, that moment, that night with the, the ex-boyfriend, was that, I mean, a pivotal moment, but in that moment, did you decide on some level that you're going to channel yeah, actually, this into helping? I actually decided in that moment that I was going to heal every part of my life that had attracted a relationship like that. That was my commitment. I said, I'm going to take a next year. I'm going to heal every single part of me. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to stop the excuses. With, with that relationship gone, I actually had the time and the space to really focus on growing my business right my coaching business I was like selling mops making great money but like that ain't it folks like that's <laughs> it. my purpose is not selling fucking mops okay like come on it was, it was a really great you know learning curve really great kind of launch pad and taking off point it taught me so much about, you know, failure and rejection and getting back up and your mindset and sales skills and influence and direct, you know, direct response marketing. It was incredible. And at the same time, you know, a lot of my colleagues were like, oh, I'm going to move up in the company. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm take all that money and invest it in my business, in starting my business. Something that was so fulfilling. That was, yeah, that was, that was a decision. However, I was terrified of my purpose. I was terrified of it. It was, felt so huge. 
And I had no idea that it would turn into such a momentous thing. Like I had no idea that this dang story that I didn't want to share. Mm -hmm. I always talk about this. My clients like turn your lemons into lemonade, you know, like the story you never want to tell is the story you must tell. Right. And then here I go like round two version 2.0 or version. I don't even know what version I'm at here right now, but like, wow, that take your power back now, book. This great book, this great business is like, well, there's more now. You know, I got married, I got divorced. Um, that's like a five, six year chunk. Mm. And, you know, I was like, wow, woke up with this booming business, you know, $400,000 a month in income. Wow. From a little bankrupt wow. girl in Canada. What the fuck, man? How does Check that, I mean, box. how does that happen? Because how does that happen? How does that happen? How does it happen? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you how it happened. You know, I, I, am, I am really like, if you look at a human design, something I'm getting into, mm-hmm. I'm like the, the, the cross of transformation. Like I'm, my name, Vanessa means butterflies. I'm, my whole life is about transformation. So I'm, I'm really obsessed with it. Like all forms of healing. I'm, I'm an opportunistic investigator. So I like investigate large swaths of like online marketing, healing, crypto, passive income, like inner child work, like there's these big, huge dimensions of information that I just kind of hmm, investigate and then, you know, pick a lane. So how I got into, you know, I was totally invested in entrepreneurship. I invested hundreds, millions of dollars into my own personal development, my own healing. Mm -hmm. I got really clear on understanding how to impregnate your subconscious mind. Like that word, impregnate. Neville Goddard, if you want to really dive into like one of the best spiritual teachers, I think on the planet, he's dead now, but he's the OG law of attraction dude in my Mm -hmm. world. Neville is like rock star, man, rock star. So I was like obsessed with Neville Goddard and I was like, let me prove to myself that I can do this. And it was really interesting because I was in this mastermind. It cost like 60 grand and it was like, you know, Facebook ads and webinars Mm. and sales teams. And I was like, okay, this is it, you know? you invested in a program that would help you do that, that you had access to those people to well, help your that business. Was, that showed me how to do that. Okay. Know, how to, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars a month. And then, you know, my mentor was making a million a month. So everyone mm-hmm. was like, Oh, let's make a million a month. But then at one point you're like, who the fuck needs a million dollars a month? For what? For who? Fuck. Are you going to go and like, you destroy yourself to just say, I got a million dollars a month. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like how, what is your lifestyle like? Do you know what my lifestyle like, like is, is like now? Because I didn't like my life making $400,000 a month, burning myself out, abandoning myself for everybody else's needs. It felt like everybody else was getting what they wanted needed but me. And mm-hmm. I was just like the slave of it all. So your clients were getting that from you. Is that what you mean? Well, it wasn't just clients. I mean, it was, you know, you run a... Or employees, a, I guess. Company that makes three and a half million dollars a year, you've got a lot of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a sales team of seven people to meet with every morning. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm an incredible salesperson and I didn't get started in sales, you know, um, in coaching. I actually started in high ticket sales by selling my father's artwork when I was younger. Okay. So was, from a young age, you were I, selling. I was, I was rescuing at a very young age. Uh, Let's talk about yeah right. let's talk about and that i woke up in my marriage and i was like whoa i've been rescuing a hell of a lot of people including my ex-husband and his three kids his crazy ex-wife i'm looking at my company wow all these fucking people too Woo! pattern hope yeah wow wow some really you know and here you are teaching women's empowerment it was like wow let me take a like radical self look here and i don't like what i see and holy shit yeah and then i i you know basically burn down everything that I had built. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the, the money, sorry, the women's empowerment and money. Mm-hmm. Is that, was that the main thing that you were teaching is how to earn money? I find the coaching industry is so, mm-hmm. let me just, it was, money, money, money. No, no, it, it was, so you kind of sell people what they want and give them what they need. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you say, Hey, come in, like learn how to attract clients. Yes. But it's really about breaking through your inner blocks, taking your power back now, looking at your belief systems, 
looking at um, the past, you know, how we were meaning making machines and how we, we are like self-fulfilling prophecies, really. We, we, the, the mind aspect, you know, so I really got into be, how, how do you get this damn law of attraction thing to work all the time? Like, how do you become a conscious creator? How, what are the pieces? What are the parts? What's the system? How does it work? How can I chunk it down? How can I teach it to other people? And that's what I built. Okay. It's a, a, a 90 day coaching program to take women who are coaches, healers, artists, spiritual women to making $10,000 a month as an online coach. That's what I taught them. Mm -hmm. And part of it was deep inner work healing. Yeah. Part of it was the systems and online marketing and the sales. And part of it was this rad community mm -hmm. and women loved it. They still love it. Um, so that's still going. No, I stopped it. I ended it. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I was like, well, folks, here's the end of a fucking era. You know, talk about letting go of your old identity. Mm. It's been, it was so hard for me to let go of something that wasn't bringing me any more juice that had done so good for so long for so many people. And no matter how hard I tried to make it work, it just wasn't fucking working anymore. The marketing wasn't working. Mm. The ads weren't working. That juice just not there anymore. It, okay. It so just, yeah. You know, so like, this, how do you let go of this old, what must die in order for something new to be born? Really? Mm -hmm. It's and, a question I ask my clients constantly, but this is yeah. the, the iteration of it in my own life. Okay. So you're teaching this, you're writing the books. You wrote, you've written several Two books, books right? yeah. Take your power back now. Um, how to overcome the resistance to creating life you love, and okay. then, uh, from bankrupt to making nine hundred dollars a day selling mops. Mm -hmm. That was my first book. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great hook. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's good. And the so when I, I want to go, kind of, I jump around a bit, but like farther, farther back, you're selling art for your dad. You're looking forward into the future. Uh, you then were bankrupt at what, 26. So yeah. that, I mean, going from such extremes, what did you then envision for your future in, in that moment, in the moment of you're completely bankrupt in a bad relationship? Yeah. Over, over like coming out of an uh, abusive, toxic relationship with a narcissist bankrupt, had no internet. I, I was like, I want to become free. And my, my mm -hmm. dad was super cool, you know. He was, he always believed in me. He was, oh, Vanessa's in this new thing here, and she's going on, she's going to do this, and, you know. And, he, and then, sure enough, I would go out there, and I would do it. Like, get something in my brain, like, get on board or get out of my way, here I go. So I'm, I'm, I'm after this thing, whatever it is, whatever mm -hmm. the goal it is. And, um, well, in that moment when I <clears throat> was bankrupt and, you know, kind of totally disheveled and, you know, coming out of that toxic relationship. Um, I was bankrupt in that relationship, you know. Um, and I kind of gave my power away, you know, for somebody to come out there and rescue me and save me. Yeah. And control and control me, ultimately. And so that's, you know, healing from that is, is um, you know, taking my power back now. That's that's really how that body of work came out into the world. Um, so as you did that yourself, yeah. did you ever envision, like, packaging it and making programs and teaching other women and building, that, essentially, a huge business? At that point, when I was bankrupt, and I would call it living in the Bronx with my ex-boyfriend in this tiny little apartment, no freaking internet and i would go across the street to the library to use the internet for free for an hour or in research research all these online marketing only make passive income online and then i would drive another hour because i was a massage therapist to my old library to research for another hour on for free internet at the library over there and then i would go to my massage therapy job where i made 30 dollars an hour looking at how the emotions impact our physical body. Super fascinating. Yeah. And then I eventually, um, I got into the law of attraction and really getting into mind, you know, mind mm -hmm. over matter. And um, I attracted this job selling mops and lint removers. And I wanted to live in Hawaii. That was in 2007, so I did that. And that's where you were selling online the mops. I mean, no, no, it wasn't, it was not online. I oh. would go to 
doors and do a product demonstration. And, and ladies and gentlemen, in less than two minutes, we're handing out free gifts to all of the adults. I'm mean, actually going a whole spiel right here. But we're, like I can do it in French and English, okay? And I traveled around to these stores for 10 days at a time, two weeks at a time. I actually became the top salesperson in the company. Um, I made a shit ton of money. I learned about sales and marketing. I learned about inner work, healing, and um, How yeah, did that, that was that was four years of my life. You know, okay. going direct sales and um, living in hotels and not really having a life. A road warrior. Yep. And when you started earning money, nine hundred dollars a day, did you feel different? Um. Yeah, of course you feel more accomplished. You know, but money isn't everything. That's the that's the key of all this. Mm -hmm. You can still have four hundred thousand dollars a month. You can still make you can make a million dollars a month and still be very empty inside. Yeah. And I think that's really the big you know, the big key is is you need money. Money is great, you know. Having your money make you money is even fucking better. Let me tell you what, because I don't work anymore now. I am done. I have closed my coaching programs. Um, I have a little crypto bot that makes me $1,500 a day. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Good night. The end. Uh, I invest my time doing shit I want to do, like learning about squirting orgasms and pleasure mm. and, you know, healing and dancing and working out and traveling. I just came back from Hawaii and I'm going to buy maybe something in Tulum and Belize. I mean, I have a fucking good life. I live here in Mount Shasta, I got the chickens out back, I'm a garden, I got a mountain over here, lakes everywhere, good friends. Um, so you've made it. I'm not, inter I'm not interested in being <laughs> online anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, it's a very different life, very different life. Um, so making the, having money is, is actually not, it, that's not gonna fulfill you. You can still have a major freaking hole inside and try and stuff a bunch of money in that hole and, and hope that it's gonna make you feel better. And that ain't it, man. And trust waking up to that. Strap your titties on tight. Going on, <laughs> on a magic carpet healing journey ride. Now you're gonna do a few loop-de-loops and barf up all your old shit and deal with it and face it. <laughs> that visual ah! that visual was amazing. So can you talk us uh, tell tell me about a moment in that like reality of earning all this money again I, I, it's just such extremes and I'm not I've never earned anywhere near that you know a month so it's it's like a you have to get there gradually in a way but you're you're earning this money what like what was a is there any defining moments of like fuck this is just not this is not filling me up know it was what was filling me up was that I was proving to myself hey can I make 100 grand a month fuck I just did that holy shit 200 yep 300 yep oh, 400 yeah wow this shit really works like all this mindset stuff right really works so it was this game of like mm. can I do this can I serve more women oh my god like wow like that was a trip Okay, so you go down that train, that track, but then you're like, well, wait a second, what the fuck is the trip really about? Like, is service with and sacrificing yourself for the greater good of everybody, but what about yourself and all of this, Vanessa? Because Vanessa wanted to have a kid. Vanessa mm -hmm. was never going to have a kid with a crazy... My business was at, like, at such warp speed, mm -hmm. like a fucking train out of control. And I was like, hanging on to it. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And it's so funny because I buy this house in Mount Shasta and there's a fucking train in the back. <laughs> Hilarious. It's called the love train. You might come by and honk four times, right? Every so time. Like the most synchronistic times. Mm. I'm having a conversation. I'm like, ooh. Love train. Mm -hmm. Everything's a symbol. Everything's a reflection. So, um, so it was moving super fast. You had a lot of people working with you, right? To grow to that scale. Was, on one level, it was like, wow, like, how, how big can you grow this? How, how big is this purpose? Like, is, is you showing up to your purpose, Vanessa? Um, 
but the other part of it was like, you know, when I woke up feeling like, wow, I don't like my marriage. This mm. doesn't work for me. You know, it was, it was really toxic. And that sounds like it was a pattern then, like the narcissism, the, the kind of... Well, narcissism and codependency are two sides of the same coin. Mm. The side of the coin called wounded inner child, one behaves codependent, the other one behaves narcissistic. It's, people put all these labels on them, but it's two sides of the same wounded inner child coin, the end. So if people, if people can talk about all this, and I taught women about narcissism all the time, you know, this whole book, Take Your Power Back Now, is about healing from a narcissist, you know, in a relationship. In my marriage, I I was the one who behaved like a narcissist. Oh, oh. So, like, I've seen both sides of the scale. <clears throat> How do you go from empowering all these people to behaving like a narcissist yourself? Whoa. Talk about it. Like, a shock and extreme identity. Like, what? You know, I had no idea about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like having, you know, kindness, courage, compassion with yourself. And I looked at, you know, what, what was causing this life that I lived where I was abandoning myself, you know? And so you, you know, you don't, you don't, who's, who's, who's to model, you know, a healthy relationship with self. If you, your parents or, you know, don't have that parents are narcissists themselves, what is that? You know, it's just somebody who's, um, you know, has, has, can, you can only love other people to the extent that you love yourself. Right. You can only meet yeah. other people in intimacy to the extent that you can meet yourself in intimacy. So every time you're in these relationships and each time, were you married twice or once? No, I was married once. Okay. An eight year relationship. And then I was married for six years. Okay. And, you know, your relationships are your biggest teachers. Definitely. Yeah. Your biggest teachers. They're reflections of you. Mm-hmm. Which is scary. <laughs> so I'm well, thinking of some past ones. Like, oh, But it's true. It is, it, I just heard this quote recently, and it was like, if you want to see someone's, um, you know, how they feel about themselves or their, you know, mental state, like look at their partner and kind of that will show you where someone is. Yeah. Yeah. And big learnings. I think, I think that's the most interesting thing for me, mm-hmm. you know, because I got, I got separated. I left my marriage and I started really doing this deep inner work and healing, you know, looking at the ways I abandoned myself and rescued others to keep love close to me. That's just a learned behavior. Let me go and you know, mm-hmm. work on that. Right. And I met an amazing mountain man seven weeks later on my birthday. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like really fast. He'd also been divorced. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, wow. So you face all your fears. You know, you live alone in the woods with your guns and the dogs and the chickens. In a place you just moved to. I moved to Mount Shasta in the pandemic, so I didn't really know anybody here. And it was like, well, I could stay in this marriage that's really toxic for both of us. Mm-hmm. and keep this charade going or I could face my biggest fear and be alone mm-hmm. you're never really alone unless you want to be alone right so you know spend Thanksgiving by myself Christmas by myself New Year's by myself my birthday January 9th met somebody really rad and had a year together with this person um, having this you know a great time and um I don't know where that relationship's going to go, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's a place of loving in the unknown. Yeah. And also looking at, I'm, I'm really in, interested in relating relationships. Like this, this whole, it's like a spiritual practice, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sacred divine, you know, union is going to show you a lot about yourself and not being afraid of like trying again. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people spend their life? It's the same thing with love and money. I can, how many times have I tried to make passive income and failed miserably? And I was like, oh, it never works. The only thing that works is high ticket coaching. <laughs> Shut up, Vanessa. <laughs> the past does not equate the future. Shut up. You What's know? these belief systems? So, it's the belief systems, right? And so I got in, you know, I tried different things and learned and learned. And, you know, I think you have to be, there's a, there's a part of me that's 
really persistent and just stubborn as fuck. I don't know if it's the Capricorn in me. I don't know what it is. But I, you know, it's, it's a double-edged, everything's a double-edged sword. You know, it's, it's the, I'm going to get it. You know, it's impatient part of me too. Mm-hmm. Also the, the like persistent, like I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to crack this nut. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also impatience. You know, it's got two, come on, two sides of that. Right. Well, I was going to ask about the, the connection between love and money because I hear this and I'm like, oh God, you know, is that worthiness? It's yeah. really, really boils down to worthiness. Like how worthy are you of, because you think about it, we have all these beliefs around having to work hard for money and people get so much of their fucking identity by what they do and who they are. Like, listen, I know because I did it. I was like, who am I if I'm not this bikini business coach making mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars a month? Who am I if I'm not Vanessa Simpkins, woman's empowerment leader and running these masterminds and on stages and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck am I if I'm just sitting in my backyard with my chickens eating fucking cherries from my tree? Fuck everybody. <laughs> fuck off like who am i seriously who am i if i'm just one of these women who wants to sit around and have a kid yeah that i judge that i fucking judge so much did you oh yeah oh my god what are you doing you know you you're just like totally like selling out or something right you know you haven't lived your purpose Mm -hmm. that was the judgment that i had yeah all these beliefs right you talk about beliefs these beliefs that we have about motherhood about women about making money about jobs about your purpose about how much can you have mm-hmm. i already broken through all of those like you know are you worthy of and how much you know how much pleasure how much intimacy is is it safe and can you have really mm-hmm. look at money and love on those on those on that level how much how much visibility, how much impact is it safe for you to have? Yeah. How, how much, how much pleasure, how much, how much vulnerability are you? I mean, it's, it's all connected to, you know, worthiness. We all have these really core wounds. Mm-hmm. Everybody has them. Am I good enough? You know, I'm not good enough. Everyone's got that one. I'm very, yeah. But what so I'm so looking yeah. at where it comes from and, and how it's attached or how that belief is connected to, um, you know, pleasure, joy, freedom, visibility, mm-hmm. safety, the, those looking at all those pieces, the visibility piece as well, because as a, you know, you can have this great idea as for a business, you can be a coach and be really great with people. Why is it that visibility is one of the biggest struggles? And that's something I help people with as well, you know, with on-camera work. So it's... Just... Well, think about it. You know, if you're not meeting yourself, if you're not seeing yourself, if mm-hmm. you... And most people are not. Most people... I read something so fascinating the other day about this this wound. So we have these, like, parts of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Freud talks about, you know, we have the self. We have the the ego or the wounded inner child mm-hmm. part of ourselves. And most of the time that's, what's running our, our train. That's what's running the bus. Yeah. The ego is running the train. Yeah. It's unconscious. It's this, these unconscious parts of ourselves that are running our life. And so what I heard that was so interesting was that sometimes we're talking about visibility and why it's such a big thing, but we don't see those parts of ourselves. We don't see the, the wounded inner child. We abandon, we neglect, we reject because it's, it's got all these feelings and all these feelings were like stored in our nervous system. Trauma, trauma. Yeah. Okay. But not, not a rape is not the only trauma. Being yep. held at gunpoint yep. is not just trauma. It's like you didn't get your needs met. Mm-hmm. You got neglected. Mm-hmm. That's trauma, you know, over and yeah. over and over. That's trauma, and it gets stored in the nervous system, and it's just too much of a big emotion for a nine-year-old, a three-year-old, a whatever-year-old to process. Okay, so that's back there. Yeah. But now you're an adult, and that thing back there, those ages back there, those those things in your nervous system back there, 
are the unconscious parts of you are, are living your life, but you haven't looked at them. You haven't seen them. You, you have not been intimate with them. You are not seeing them. And so you have the reflection of people cannot see me either. It's not safe for me to be seen, for me to be heard. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because it's, it, we live in a reflectionary universe. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that was really the biggest um, eye-opener was just how fast things change when we go in and do that inner work. So, so you as had, I started yeah. doing, doing that inner work, mm -hmm. it was a two-year period where I did a lot, I did EMDR therapy, I did, um, you know, hypnosis, nervous system, oh, I've done all this stuff. All the things, Here's yeah. Like I've been attacking healing, like looking in and obsessed with, you know, we live in Hawaii and all the freaking healers live in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Here in the Mecca. Shots, but it's another huge high vibe spiritual place. Totally, like yeah. Yeah. Going between two very, very, high vibration spiritual locations that it's healing deal or get the fuck out that's it you've got two options heal deal or get the fuck out that's that's what it's like you think it's all rainbows in hawaii psych it's gonna put your shit in your face man and if you surrender and get the lesson you get to you get to come back you get to stay i've been going back for 14 years wow so that's your healing that's your healing space Yeah, Mount Shasta is another really high vibe spiritual place. People it is. Waiting in the mountains and all the UFOs, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for them to land in my front yard one day. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen them yet, but it's magical. Yeah. It's a very magical place. Yeah, I haven't so, been, but you and so you feel at home there. You feel like the people you connect with, and everything else, or is it a pretty small town? It's really small there's like 13 crystal shops and two pocket shops here oh yeah that sounds amazing but like, <laughs> yeah it's but there's a ski hill like 11 minutes from my front door wow. and there's a big tree i mean i bought this property for the 200 foot trees on the property mm. i bought the i like you know watch these crazy home renovation shows i was like who cares what the house looks like a year and a half later of renovating the house very symbolic to like the renovation inside my mm -hmm. house inside me that yeah during that pandemic okay um so it fills my like nature i'm from canada i'm, I'm canadian originally so yeah i can tell i can hear well, it <laughs> your accent yeah there's there is no you know southern california there's no there's no lakes and rivers and mountains and you know trees like i need the trees and so it fills me up you know mm -hmm. here it's beautiful i live in a bowl full of mountains i drive home and sometimes i cry just like driving home like oh my god it's so gorgeous mm. so gorgeous yeah i need I, beauty i need to have mm -hmm. nature and beauty around me yeah well like you said it reflects the inner work that you're doing it's like you're in this extremely beautiful place so it's definitely not you know by accident and so in your experience when you started doing this the more the personal growth, which you've done for a long time, but you really noticed in your business, the massive shifts. Well, what happened is every time, you know, we, we're, we're God consciousness that only sees itself in another. <laughs> so how deep you go with your unconscious, the unconscious parts of yourself and have you project on that person over there is like this. Well, it's you can't. So, so owning mm -hmm. those projections yeah. and, you know, doing that inner work, what happened is that all of these reflections started leaving, bing, 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 everywhere, all at once, gone. Wow. What about loss of identity? Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, it was, it was very traumatic. I like hanging on, hanging on to this business that had made me millions of dollars cost me a lot financially it cost me it cost me emotionally it's like it was so you know but i didn't know you know how do you go from like stuck in this place whatever whatever place it is and you can still make millions of dollars and feel stuck afyi like yeah. just because you don't look at like oh this person has such a great life like yeah yeah you don't know man. <laughs> everyone's got their own bag of shit that they're dealing with yeah it's true everyone has their own life their own bag um 
So, it, but the, yeah, when you when when you know when you're in that place of owning your projections and taking radical, this is something I still you know I taught and I still practice is taking a radically honest look inside. Mm-hmm. You know, take a like taking radical honesty for you know your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings. Uh, that's the second step: taking radical responsibility and having enough radical self love to do something different about it. That's how you yeah. create change. That's how you, that's how transformation happens. And you know, within that system, within those three steps, there's many different ways, modalities that you you know, there's many roads to Rome. But you know, Rome is Rome. You can get on a plane. You can get on a bicycle. You can walk there. You can swim. You can get there. There's many <laughs> different ways to get there. People take ayahuasca, and it's not my deal at all. <laughs> a lot of people into psychedelics and shit. No, no not your thing. thing. Not my thing. <laughs> Try it, you know, yeah. Um, but there's many roads to Rome. So find a modality, find, you know, somebody um, that you resonate with that can, you know, show you the way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've hired, you know, I've spent, invested in a tremendous amount of money. I always will. In yourself. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just heard somewhat Grant Cardone, big real estate mogul guy he heard about a podcast recent recently he says every year he dumps all his cash he has no cash reserves just so that each year he has to create more you know he'll buy he'll buy assets with you know the cash he has but he said number one always invest in yourself number like that's first and foremost and that's not really taught a lot of the time it's always material things or you know something outside of ourselves but he to this day he's like i will always invest in myself constantly with learning always knowledge in some form healing whatever it may be i thought yeah and you're yeah, you're saying nobody the same can thing. never take that away from you right yeah yeah you are the best investment you know? mm-hmm. and it's that's a, that's part of it so how are you loving you or how much are you abandoning you mm-hmm. and expecting those people out there to love you to fill your cup those people out there to be responsible for how you feel those people are there to make you safe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's, you know, you become whole. That's really the journey I've been on is coming into wholeness. Yeah. What about, describe the moment or this recent time of carving your own path without your business, burning your business down, as you said. Can you talk more about that? Because that's all just happening in the last, what, year? Or since you moved to Shasta? Yeah, since I moved to Shasta. It's been two years of this. Um, you know, so life is all about reflections. And I bought this house here and there was two dead trees in the backyard. This is, this is the explanation of it, so really. Two dead people in a marriage. Costing me $13,000 mm-hmm. to cut those trees down. And then, and then there was just piles of rubbish in the back acre. Like the back subconscious of my mind. Mm-hmm. And it took two years of burning piles and there was still just shit everywhere in that back acre. And it also represented two people in my business that need to be fired as well. Actually, my ex-husband was, he said this, he was really smart, you know, about like managing people. Um, and he said, you know, in your, in your business, in your culture, you're always going to have like two waves of like, you know, the old culture will come in like after two waves of people and it will clean itself out. And it was true because I, these two people, they need to be fired as well. The two people after that that took those roles get, get the fuck out of here as well. Just as toxic. You know, they mirrored me and my ex-husband. It was so interesting. Wow. It was so interesting. I was like, get the fuck out, man. You're not, I don't want that. So get the fuck out. Don't want these reflections anymore. Out. And um, so I kept looking at, like, I, I was basically cleaning up all these parts of my life. You know, wow, I had a 4,000 square foot house in uh, San Diego that I was going to buy that I moved over here into a garage. I bought another house here in Mount Shasta as like a love shack. It was not a love shack. It was an argument shack. Mm-hmm. It was a little office that I had to go and work at while my family and ex-husband lived in this beautiful house here that I was paying for. And then give you a job to become my CFO and doing a shit job at that. So rescuing everywhere. Mm, yeah. I mean, I had a crazy, I had such a crazy, like such an extreme of 
Think about that. Moving a 4,000 square foot house, buying and selling a house, getting separated, eventually getting divorced, not enjoying my business, moving furniture all over the place, the backacre filled with shit. So I started just, you know, I kept doing inner work. Um, and I, I said, you know, I, Vanessa, how the hell did you build, you know, make $12 million online teaching thousands of women? How the hell did, what the fuck did you do? Why don't you talk this? I'm a conscious creator process. Okay. So do it again and just do it for passive income. Okay. I want peaceful profits. I want passive income. I want to have rad conversations with awakened men and women. I want my money to make me money. The end. I want to have a kid. I want to become a mom. I want to have a family. I want to make space for that. You know? And so I put it out there and my boyfriend at the time came back and was like, Hey, you know, your acupuncturist is doing this thing with crypto and I had gotten involved in crypto. And then I was like, Oh my God, I'm never going to sit there and look at a freaking computer screen and the stopwatches. And are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to do that. I couldn't even get on the discord, like to understand what these guys were talking about. But I was like, it must exist. There must be a crypto broker somewhere. It's just going to like invest my money and guarantee me a dang return. That's what I want. And so I got involved in this one thing, really cool. I started promoting it to my email list. Like, okay, guys, I'm going to do some crypto now. Oh, people were open to that. And they, you know, still running some coaching, you know, programs on the side, but I didn't want, I just didn't want to do the coaching anymore. I was like, it was everything I knew, but I didn't want to do it anymore. I just, you know, that was all I knew. It's so okay. hard to like, let go of, let go, let go. Identity, yeah. So hard when that's like made you millions of dollars. It's like, whoa, you know, and you have, you never think that that's going to end. You never think a marriage is going to end. You never think a business is going to end. You never, you don't know. I mean, we're living this crazy, miraculous gift called life, and who knows what's going to happen every day. You can sit there and try and control it. Good luck. Good luck with that one, my friend. Whew. And then learning how to not control and really surrender to God, you know, life becomes a magic carpet ride. Mm-hmm. So the surrendering to God and what, what does that mean for you? Have you had a, a religious, I don't even want to use the word religious, but a spiritual connection and. Yeah. I've always been super spiritual. Okay. Yeah. Not religious, you know, let's call it God consciousness. Neville God, I would say it's your imagination. I mean, consciousness, mm-hmm. greater power, and so unseen, the unseen, the unseen. So it's about like what? It's about the what, not the how. And you're thinking about the how, mm-hmm. you're trying to play God, and yep. it's really none of your business. That's so I, do, you know, I do a lot of prayer, you know, like, hey, deliver me from this. You know, if I become aware of something really you know, a part of me that's, you know, addictive or a part of me, I smoked cigarettes for like four years during this process, a vape pen and then a cigarette. So I was like, oh my God, deliver me from this. What is this? You know? So surrendering for me is like, Hey man, like take this away. Like help me see whatever this is. And I, I don't just pray for myself. I pray for everybody. So I pray for everybody, everybody. Now sit on the beach and look for seashells. I pray or I go for a walk or I go for a swim or I just sit in my bed and, you know, it's incredible, you know, this surrendering and then the guidance will come. Mm-hmm. You know, like last night I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. Like, thank you, God. All these pieces are like coming in. I don't I don't even know how to explain. Part of me is like, get up and write it down, you know, shit, don't forget this, you know? Never is way, this is an experience right now that you're having of like mm-hmm. pieces coming in and the understanding and this piece about being a healer and I don't know, it was just beautiful. I have these, ex- this, this unfolding, it's kind of like a, like a rolling out of the red carpet of like awareness. And that's coming from the surrendering, from the letting go and the stripping away of all the things. That's the wholeness that comes from God. You don't need other people to fill that void. You don't need money out there to fill that void. It's never going to come from that. You know, you're either in relationship to get love, ain't going to fucking work, FYI. 
or to or to give love. You know, and that's that's really kind of the trip I'm on now. It's like, all right, let me look at all the ways that I've been programmed, traumatized, you know, let me make us whole and then, you know, come from an over brimming fold up cup and giving love and really so I call like being a love leader. Do you, do you feel like in the past when you were running the business, it was empowerment? Do you feel like that was coming from a different place well, than from no, that, it was that giving? Still, it, was, it was that perspective and that consciousness that I had at the time of what being a love leader means. And now I just know more. Mm-hmm. I know a lot more. Yeah. You know, and we're, and I'm, and I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect because I think as long as we're alive, like, we're Doesn't growing, exist. you know, it's okay. You can still receive love and money and abundance and connection and intimacy in whatever state you're in, you know? Um, it's so fascinating, you know, when I posted in the Facebook, I have this Facebook group of a couple hundred uh, women that are graduates of my programs. And I was like, Hey guys, you know, download whatever you need from the membership site because it's going away in 60 days. Love you guys. But the end, good night, goodbye. Don't need to work anymore. I got this cool crypto bot. Um, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm making space to be a mom and, and, and start a family and, you know, um, do whatever the hell I want to do now. It's it, done. You know, been on top of that mountain. I got nothing left to prove to anybody anymore. And I was telling him about like the difficulty in that process of like losing that identity and like, how do you go, how do you let, how do you, how do you love in the unknown, you know, and move through Mm -hmm. to to the next phase of your life. And it was so beautiful. They responded, were like, oh my God, I'm going to miss your coaching, but fuck, you know, you always went stood for freedom and just love you and tell me more about the bot, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That yeah. was not the point of this at all. Like, I'm not promoting it. I'm not sure. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even want to talk about it. Like, I don't have to, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just been just the messages that people have shared uh, just really touched my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Really. And they're like, so I'm going to miss your coaching, but thank you. Thank, I'm so happy to see you on this next journey. And you're still inspiring us. And I'm like, <laughs> just trip. being me. That is such a, it's, it's incredible what you've built, what you've done for you. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. You know? I guess I'm, you know, I just came back from Hawaii and, you know, reconnecting with all my friends there on the island. You know, I'm grateful that I get to go back and I have such a rad community over there. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for my friends, my relationships. Really, I'm grateful to to live in beauty. I'm grateful that I don't have to work anymore for money. You know that that's there's a level of worthiness there that reflects and says, <laughs> "Nope, I am the end. Yep. There's nothing. I don't have to do anything." That that mm, yes. Now in love, it's. Love to see that reflection, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of, of really all of it. Um, I'm proud of myself. You know, I'm proud to yeah. continue risking loving. You know, even in the unknown, instead of shutting down and protecting. Mm-hmm. And what are you most looking forward to right now? You've mentioned a few things. Yeah. You know, new things like um, starting family, yep, relationships, um, real intimacy, mm-hmm. um, being super like it's like I'm ready for a whole new kind of love like I've never known before. Deep intimacy and soft feminine surrender. Um, and yeah. <laughs> 
having a bigger footprint in Hawaii and maybe even you know building something somewhere totally different that I've never been before. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the partner, is there, there is someone in your life right now? Kind of, you know, uh, there is and there isn't like, Hey, it's time to have a baby. Too much pressure. <laughs> I was like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's take a look at what 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 is all this about? And I was I was reading something really interesting the other day. You know, and it was like people try and let go so fast. Mm. Everyone's talking the spiritual thing. Let you, just let let it go. Right. Let it go. And it's like, yeah, there's a part of of letting it go. But the other part of it is actually sticking through something to completion. This is what really is there to learn. And so I think there's that going on right now. There's some like, hey, you know, looking inside and I don't really know where it's going to go. Like I'm, I'm open, I'm unattached. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still loving. Yeah. Being loving, even in the face of unmet expectations and disappointments, you know, and looking at okay, well, how did I put my happiness in this person's hands now? How did I make this person responsible for my feelings? Because that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Let me take responsibility for that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. Yep. That's uh, loving in the unknown. Exactly. The great, that's where all the magic happens. I always say that because we want to control. We want to know what's going to happen. But ultimately, it's in the unknown. Hmm. Well, okay. So, how can people find you? But ultimately, I think it's how can people find your books? Yeah. Well, right. takeyourpowerbacknow.com. I'm gonna keep my website. You can definitely uh, okay. find me there. Find me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook more than uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. But uh, take your power back now. The book is on Amazon. Same thing with from Bankrupt to Nine Hundred Dollars a Day. Also on Amazon. And I'll just be, you know, kind of fine-tuning things on my website, letting people know how they can connect with me if they mm-hmm. want to know more about the bot. But, um, and who knows, you know, who knows what's what that's going to turn into, really. Right. At this point. To turn into, yeah, at this point. The just, crypto queen. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. A new identity. Next evolution, next evolution of you emerging here. Exactly. Uh, this has been a great conversation thank you your energy is is yeah very grounding and and i love how you you come across i've seen a lot of videos with you too you're so yourself only way to be yeah definitely no i swear because it's like color purple man like i don't want to be i think when you move through enough of your own shame and crap Mm -hmm. you know you don't have anything to hide. Like, it, ask me in an open book. I think that authenticity speaks volumes about about you, and I think that is the natural progression when you do a lot of uh, inner work. And I'm not perfect. I'm not even going to try and say that. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> Hopefully, I show everyone enough of my soft, pink, vulnerable underbelly that they're like, ah, I'm safe. You know? <laughs> That's always been my mo in my program. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let me show you unperfect I really am mm-hmm. so that it gives them you know the space to be like oh okay I can be seen I can be me and my imperfection I can let it all of you know the masks off right and, and be seen and met by somebody that's that's really where the healing happens yeah I was going to ask if that was what you think is part of your success was that you have been vulnerable authentic and putting it out there for people to also relate. Yeah. I mean, it, there's cycles in our lives, right? There's a lot of cycles in my life where I've been very w- withdrawn and closed down and feeling shameful and feeling, you know, all the not wanting to put myself out there and not knowing what the heck was going on. And then, and then there's, you know, coming to clarity, coming to understanding, coming to wholeness. And then just a natural, you want to share that. And you, you are that. Mm-hmm. Right. And thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for yeah. doing this show. Or people can have like, you know, rad conversations, maybe see themselves, maybe mm-hmm. get inspired. 
maybe feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's the goal. Thank you so much. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference for visibility. And even better, share this episode with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode every other Wednesday. If you're interested in working together to elevate your online presence, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram at whereiswillow. I also hang out on LinkedIn, Willow McDonough. Until then, cheers to carving your own fucking path. I love you.